everybody today we're gonna continue talking about this novel branded this novel mostly fiction inspired and true events that might happen to somebody names characters places incidents either product of imagination and any resemblance just a coincidence or being changed to protect privacy please consider this book as a science fiction any resemblance just coincidence whole story honestly unbelievably mind-blowing so please read and listen us on podcast and ebooks by artist team TBLC. Portion of this novel contains third party content, constitute fair use. Works are meant to be educational, scholar, nature, criticism, which is protected by fair use laws. Chapter Search for Terry. Terry's husband Phil was very concerned about her disappearance. Quote, because my wife started running again, and the fact that I found her phone with her hair ripped around, it was creepy enough. So I was totally freaked out, thinking like somebody could just grab her hair and hurt her. Phil was reporting to 911 frantically. Phil was pretty concerned on 911 call, and he made it clear that he was worried that something bad happened to his wife, Terry. And later... It was cleared out that no one had witnessed anything happen to Terry. Weird things happened in a quiet neighborhood, so it wasn't really shocking that nobody see anything. But reports later do know that Terry was seen by someone at around 2 p.m. running in a pink jacket on a sunset drive. However, witnesses didn't actually see anything bad happen to Terry, like anyone abducting her or something like that. Terry was running as normal, so people were very interested in Terry's disappearance from the beginning. First was the local news coverage and the national news coverage that even international coverage came. However, oftentimes local news and national news doesn't cover missing people at all, but there was a lot of intrigue and concern in in Terry's case from the beginning, so there was a huge amount of urgency from different departments to find her as soon as possible. Federal, state and local authorities collaborated on investigations, a lot of resources were involved and money spent. Volunteers also helped organizing searches and tons of people would come out for this search and rescue teams with the K-9s searched the area from where she went missing but nothing was found, and according to the official press release, more than 20 search warrants were executed in attempt to find Terry Kidney Police also conducted interviews with her friends, family and pastor acquaintances, and of course potential witnesses as well. And one discovery was made that Terry had been texting with some female um, friend from Oregon just a few days before her disappearance. Chapter Terry's male friend. Terry texted her male friend from Oregon and the two were exchanging texts while he was in California. But this man was interviewed and assessed by police a lot and they determined that he wasn't involved in her disappearance at all. However, he was considered at risk due to the suspicious circumstances. Meanwhile, Terry's husband Phil started doing media appearances right away. Quote, I'm coming, honey, I'm trying, I'm doing everything I could, and I love you, please bring her home, bring her home, just bring her home. Phil was screaming to the media. 
and in the first few weeks of investigation, Phil immediately felt like the police weren't doing enough though, and he felt frustrated by the lack of developments. However, police were also upset with Phil because they felt like um, he, he was doing so many appearances on TV and media being so outspoken and was possibly compromising the investigation. Of course, police did look at Phil as a suspect because oftentimes some people goes, when people go missing, um, their spouse is involved most of the time as a person of interest. It's just the pure statistics. However, in the terrorist case, it was quickly determined that her husband, Phil, had no connection to her disappearance and he had a rocky, uh, solid alibi. Chapter GoFundMe A GoFundMe account was set up for Terry at the point and it was almost raised um, up to $50,000. That money was going to be used to hire outside investigators and, you know, to provide them with any resources they needed in search for Terry. Although the police weren't happy with Phil doing so many interviews and public appearances, it actually ended up being helpful for the family because it attracted an anonymous person uh, to the case. This anonymous person was very generous and was touched by Phil's story. He wanted to help him a lot and person was very wealthy entrepreneur who offered a $50,000 just to be used as a reserve ransom. This person was a complete stranger to the family. They had no connection to Terry or Phil, and they wanted to help uh, to this day. And to this day, this person remains anonymous. If a perpetrator or abductor asked for money in exchange for Terry, the $50,000 was already there to offer for it. However, some people actually accused Terry's husband of being involved in Terry's disappearance, so he decided to move forward with this. The plan was for him to appear in a video where he would speak up directly to abductors. He would explain that all they want just uh, for uh, Terry to be returned back to the family safely, and they would get uh, 50 grand in dollars, no question asked no punishment they also said there were like a hundred hour deadline for ransom money and they were hoping that would make abductors act quickly so they released the video and hundred hours passed but there was still no word from anyone terry was still missing and phil was still heartbroken so anonymous donor came up with another plan they decided to double the money to a hundred thousand dollars and this time it's going to be a bounty and they were offering it to anyone who was able to capture the abductors or return Terry's home. So they created a second video. And secondly, after the second video, Terry's ended up being found. Chapter Terry's is found. Terry Kidnipini was missing in total of 22 days and discovered 150 miles away from her home. It was just after 4 a.m. when a woman named some woman was driving her 14 years old daughter through the county of California. While she was driving, she, spot, she spotted a blonde wearing a brown flannel shirt who desperately trying to flag someone down. 
The hitchhiker blonde woman looked dirty and scared and the driver knew something was really wrong with her. For her own safety, the driver decided to travel a little bit further down the road until she reached the sign and pulled over and called the police. Quote, hitchhiker had like a wide-eyed panic look. I started at her and it was dark and she was pretty much just came out of nowhere. If I had swirled to the right at least a bit, I would have hit her with my car. So I figured if the woman was willing to risk being hit by a car, trying to get somebody's attention on the road, she must have been in, in some really trouble, need some help. The driver reported to 911. The law enforcement arrived at the scene and they identified the woman as a Terry Kidney Pini, missing blonde. Terry was covered in blood bruises and um, she was still in chains. It was also very, very cold that day and Terry was wearing very minimum clothing, shaking a lot. So police took Terry to the nearest hospital to treat any possible injuries. They said that she cooperated with them fully, although she wasn't able to give them much information about what happened. And this, this was pretty common for people who have experienced trauma not to be able to recall things completely, what have been through. However, short-term memory loss is something that a lot of victims of trauma go through. It's often that body's defense mechanism to protect from additional mental trauma. Later, Terry told the doctor that she hurt her foot while trying to escape from her captors. However, doctors looked at her foot and did x-rays and they couldn't, any, they couldn't find anything wrong with, with it. But uh, they noticed right away that Terry was really thin. She had actually lost 15% of her body fat and she only weighed 87 pounds. Also, the bridge of her nose was broken and she had several bruises on her face. Her body and the bruises were different colors, meaning that she got them at the different times, so they were in the various stages of healing. Terry also had deep wounds and rashes around where she was chained and which was, um, it was her wrist and ankles. Also her previous very long blonde hair was chopped off and lastly they also found the branding on her right shoulder that had been scrubbed over, it was believed it had happened early in her abduction. The branding, branding was a burn mark. They were also found two DNA samples on Terry, one male and one female. However, when Terry first arrived at the Woodland Hospital, she refused to answer any question from law enforcement, which was unusual for a victim. It was quite interesting, but the police ended up giving a recorder to her husband, Phil. Terry's husband um, could just kind of interview her and find out what happened. It appears that the reason Terry didn't want to talk to the police was because she, she was scared that police was involved in her kidnapping because she, she heard from the kidnappers that law enforcement was actually involved in her abduction, so she didn't trust police at all. Specifically, she was told that the cop was going to buy her and that she would never be found according to Terry's kidnappers who were just two Hispanic women, according to her words. Chapter Terry's story. 
Terry testified that she was running in a wooden area by her home and some Hispanic two women drove past her and then back up and asked her if she could help them. Terry said she walked towards to the car and then the SUV door opened and a woman inside was pointing a gun at her, telling to get inside or she will be dead. In the car, Hispanic women told Terry that they didn't want to kill her, but she has to come with them. Terry didn't remember where they took her and uh, because there was something over her head and uh, Terry also said she believed she had been tased and to keep her captive. Later, Terry said she had been tortured every day, beaten up and starved and she was branded with a heated hot metal, which was incredibly painful. Terry testified she was held in some sort of a cell that was very dark, cold and dirty with some really annoying Mexican music playing on the background. Terry also said kidnappers would play some TV very loudly and that she believed there was a fireplace because she could smell smoke. For food, they gave her some rice and tortilla, occasionally apple. While Terry was captured, she said she missed her children so much that she would roll up some clothes and, and um, pretend like she was hugging her kids. Terry even said one day she took some piece of the clothes and rolled up like it was her baby daughter. To the question of how she was able to escape, Terry said the day her captors were fighting and during the argument she eventually heard the gunshot and they later, later, couple hours later, the younger abductor took her and put her back in SUV. They start driving. Terry couldn't remember how long they were driving because she kept falling asleep. She was, was absolutely exhausted and very weak. Eventually, they stop one. They stop and one kidnapper told Terry to get out of the car, placing a bag over her head. However, eventually Terry was able to get back off her face and she just started running around for her life, just on adrenaline, fearing that if she doesn't, she would be dead regardless. Uh, this was when Terry was seen by a random driver down the road who reported to 911. Story is very odd. Terry has never spoken publicly about what happened to her. She never did any interviews about her abductors. However, the law enforcement made her to sit with a forensic sketch artist and they were able to put together some sketch. Uh, 